0: here trying to help you. I'm here to give you what it took me 30, 30 years in ministry to get. Amen. Time for the word. Let's go back to the book of Titus. Uh we will be probably closing out this series today uh in the book of Titus uh dealing with looking for that blessed hope. Alright so we'll probably be closing out that today. Alright uh Titus chapter 2, verse 11 uh, through verse number 15. Titus chapter number 2, verse 11 said, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we shall use soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. So that is our series. The grace of God hath appeared, past 10. We know he's talking about Jesus Christ. But we're going to take us into a, another part of this teaching today. Uh, we're going to go to that in the, the Gospel of St. John. Well, let's do Revelation first. Let's go to Revelation chapter 21. Let's do that first, then we go to First John. Revelation chapter 21. This is our teaching for today. We, we, what we've been showing you over and over and over those people who uh, teach us that Jesus Christ is still to come. Got that from previous teachers. Never, Never looked at any notes. Never looked at no scriptures. Just start saying it. How do I know? Because I did. Remember, I've been in ministry over 40 years. And that's what we did. We only went by what we heard somebody else said. And then we found out as I've been studying the word of God over the years that that was not talking to us. You know, there's another people in the Bible before the body of Christ was a nation of Israel. And so we got to understand that when God was talking about some things, something was not to the body of Christ. All right, now look at Revelation. Now, Revelation told you what happened. I can't say that enough. Revelation is not asking you what's going to happen. The book of Revelation told you what happened. Now, you can choose to to believe the same people that told you that Jesus is still coming, them same people would would tell you also, we are not in the book of Revelation yet. Listen, church, the book of Revelation is a finished book. Let me say it again. The book of Revelation is a finished book. It is the last book of the Bible. It's just like people telling you, well, you can't believe Genesis yet. That hadn't happened. No, no, no. Everything in this book, the Bible, has already happened. I can't say that enough. You're not studying a book of prophecy. If you had, you would have been in the Old Covenant. But I'm going to show you in the Word of God that prophecy ended with John the Baptist. I'm going to show you the Scripture. You know, like I, the way I teach the Bible is this. I'll show you the Scriptures. You choose to believe what you want to believe. How do we get to where we are today? Believing people with no Scriptures. Let me say it again. How did we get believing what we believe today? Believing people who gave us no scriptures. I mean, I just turned on the web page the other day. I'm just going to tax a little while. But I turned on my uh, phone, and I went on the, I don't know whether YouTube or Facebook or something I was looking at, and and it jumped up that Jesus Christ is going to be coming in 2021. Now, nobody told the person this. They just have a feeling, a feeling in my spirit. And that's what people do. But because we respect those people so much, we believe them over the Bible. Now, watch what happens. 2021 is going to pass by. And all it was, was a filling. Just like 1988, there was a book that came out, and this person already was coming out, 88 reason why Jesus Christ would come in 1988. Sold millions, and then oops, made a mistake, missed God. Never gave none of the money back, but oops. And then Y2K. Now, a lot of you younger ones probably remember that when the year 2000 came in. Jesus is coming this year, 2000, and all the computers going to flip, and all of us are going to get money in our accounts. Oops, Y2K is gone, and we had at 21 now, 2021, and yet people are still not believing the Bible. People taught Jesus was coming, Fifty years ago, when I first started in, in the Word, not ministry yet, but in the Word. And then I started the ministry, teaching it, because that's what I was taught. But then one day the Holy Spirit said to me, go in the Bible and find it for yourself. And you know what? It's not in there, church. There's no way you're going to find in the Bible that Jesus Christ is coming in your future. Jesus Christ has already come to the nation of Israel. Now, I'm teaching you today Revelation chapter 21. Last week I taught you on the superiority of Christ. The week before that we talked about Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now, all of this is in the Bible. Now, you might not like Pastor Crump, but Pastor Crump is going to tell you what's in the Bible. I'm not going to make friends with you for you to support this ministry. I'm not going to lie to you and tell you what somebody else told me just to agree with them so you can support I'm not going to do you like that. This ministry is going to be taken care of by the Holy Spirit because we're going to give you the truth. That's what's going to keep you is the truth. I'm not going to tell you what I think. You can't base your life on what I think. And if I don't give you the scriptures, I'm giving you what somebody else told me when I started the ministry some 40 years ago. That's all I'm doing. I have no scripture. But I do have scripture that's showing you that he has come. Ain't that all right? All right, so today we're going to talk about in Revelation chapter 21, the new is better than the old. Now, 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 listen, think about it. Everything that you want to happen has already happened. See, what the church is so used to is old stuff. You know, when, I, when you hear people talking about the word, you know what they say? Give us this old-time religion. Listen, church, I'm from Mississippi. I don't want no more old-time religion because that's what we had. Everything we had was religion. Most of the song that you're hearing is only talking about that. that's what people did. They talk about Jesus coming, then they made songs about Jesus coming. They talk about we're going to glory, we're going to get our wings, we're going to wear our shoes. See, all that stuff ain't nothing but religion, tradition, and men. The destination of every believer, let me say it again, the destination. This is where God wants you to end up at, if I can say that, destination. This is where God wants to make sure you are, and that's in Christ. Now, all this other stuff that people talking about is just religious tradition of men. Now, the new is better than the old. Okay, so l- let's, let's look at that. Just, just go in here and look at that. The new is better than old. Now, this Bible already told you about new things. And by the grace of God, by the second service, I'm going to just go right through it. But we're going to work our way to it. Now, Revelation chapter 21, verse 1 through 7. That's what you want to keep your eyes on. God in the new covenant. I mean, I can't even get away from there, and I got a new covenant. People don't want the new covenant. They want the old covenant. Why do you think people are still doing bread on the table? Why do you think people are still putting bread on the table, wine on the table on Sunday mornings? Because they want the old. That's not the new covenant. Why do you think people want water baptism? Old covenant. Why do you think people are washing feet in churches? Old covenant. Old covenant. Let, let, me, let me give you one. Let me give you one. Now this is going to hit really hard here. Why do you think church, people in the church... Are still telling you that we the only way we're gonna get something done, we gotta fast and pray. Wait a minute, wait a minute, Pastor. See, I'm gonna show you in the word, you and the old covenant. They asked Jesus Christ, why do your disciples don't fast? Why your disciples don't fast? See, what we want to do is we want to feel like we're doing something to make it happen. So we got a 21-day, we got a Daniel fast. Nowhere in the New Covenant God told you to fast like Daniel. Nowhere in the Covenant Bible told you you're going to get anything by fasting. But most churches today would fuss and argue with you right now, probably fussing right now but you're not going to find that in the new covenant. I'm telling you the truth. You know, I like the way Jesus Christ in the the Bible that was written, the good news. That's how it says, I'm telling you the truth. Over and over, people don't want you to tell them the truth. If you're fasting, what are you fasting for? Just going to ask you a question. More power? Is there more than the Holy Ghost? Are you fasting to get the Holy Ghost? See, all that stuff thats Old Covenant. You can't get fast and get nothing. God already gave you all things in Christ. Now, if God tell you not to eat anything before you minister, hey, I do it every Sunday. But I can't say, well, I got to fast so God can do this. So, you know, God moves when I fast. You know, I've heard people always tell you, yeah, yeah, God moves when I fast. Man, I have gone without food days and nothing happened. And I have eaten before I minister and God just ministered all in the church. Oh, praise God, the Holy Ghost moved. You think it was was because I ate or not ate? Everything is done by the Spirit. You spend some time with God. You spend some time in His Word. You know God. God keeps His Word. All right, got to go to work. Revelation chapter twenty-one, verse one. I saw a new heaven and new earth. Now you look what He saw. We taught this already in this series. A uh, new heaven and new earth. The first heaven, the first earth. So He giving you a clue. The first heaven, Israel. The first heaven, Jerusalem. See, he's telling you, were passed away. See, this is what John saw. John saw Jerusalem and Israel and all passed away. And there was no more sea. John said, I saw the holy city. Now remember, he's not looking on the ground. When he sees the holy city, because he called it New Jerusalem. We're going to show you that in Galatians chapter 4, verse 26. He saw New Jerusalem, but watch what it was coming down from God out of heaven. Well, you can't be the one that you see over there on the ground, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And then he says, And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. He will dwell with them, they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. There shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Did you hear what he just said? The former things are passed away. He's not suggesting. John is telling you what he saw. And then in verse 5, he that sat upon the throne, watch what Christ says, on the throne. Not in Jerusalem, not in Israel, on the throne. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. My question to you is this. Do you think he's done it yet? Yeah, it's in the the covenant. It's in the New Testament. The Passover is not bread on the table no more. The Passover is Christ. See, the key is, do you want Christ or do you want the Passover? the law is not to be worshipped anymore. Christ fulfilled the law. Christ is the end of the law. See, if you want the Passover, you still want the law. Because you can't have the law without Passover. The Passover was given under the law. The former things are passed away, not going to. And watch what God says. Behold, I make all things new. He said to me, this is what he told John, write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said to me, It's done, John. I'm Alpha and Omega." Well, what is he talking about? I'm Genesis and I'm Revelation. Don't you understand? The book of Revelation is the ending. The book of Genesis is the beginning. So f- for you to say that the book of Revelation is not finished yet, he just, said, he just told him, Look, it's done. I'm Alpha and Omega. I'm the beginning and the ending. I will give unto him the thirst of the fount of the word of life freely. He that overcometh who's talking to Israel during a tribulation. When you read the first two or three chapters of Revelation you will see he has said the same thing about he that overcometh Shall inherit all things I will be his God and they shall be my son. Well we inherit all things in Christ. We didn't overcome the world, because that's what First John told us. Let, let's go back and show you that First John. See, First John told told them about overcoming. First John chapter four. First John chapter four. And verse number one. First John 4 4. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether well they of God, because many false prophets are going out into the world. Hereby know ye the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ came in the flesh is of God. Every spirit that confesses, remember, that our salvation was based on confessing Jesus Christ came in the flesh, is not of God. And this and verse 3 says, Every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. Wherefore we have heard that it should come, watch this, even now, 2,000 years ago, already is in the world. Then he said to them, You are God, little children, have, watch this, and have overcome them. Because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. They are the world, therefore they speak of the world, and the world hears them. But we of God, he that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. First John chapter five, verse four. Watch what it says. First John five, four. Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. See that was Israel. If they was really saved, they would overcome the world. And then he said, this is the victory to overcome the world. This is what he gave them, even our faith. He gave them faith to overcome the world. Who is he that overcomes the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the, is the Son of God. Well, you would take that and say, well, see, that's how we say." No, that's Israel. You are not saved by believing Jesus Christ is the Son of God. You are saved by believing the cross. Your salvation is in the death, bearing and resurrection of Christ. Not he, the Son of God. All right. It doesn't mean he's not the Son of God. But that's not how you say. It. All right, now let's, let's go to work. Let's go and show you Acts 26. This is the last time I'm gonna be able to do Acts 26. I think we finally got it. But it goes with this teaching. Acts chapter 26, verse 6 and 7, just two verses. It says, and now the apostle Paul don't stand and he was defending himself before King Agrippa. Acts chapter 26, verse 6 and 7 is what I'm waiting for. Acts chapter 26, verse 6 and 7. He said, now I stand and I'm judged for the hope of the promise made of God unto our fathers. Now let's talk about you now. He says, Unto which promise? Our twelve tribe instantly serving God day and night, watch this hope to come. For which hope sake, King Agrippa, I'm accused of the Jews. They were waiting for Christ to return. Now, you won't hear that anymore. I gave you the scripture pretty much every time I taught this. If you believe you waiting for Christ to come, it's okay. Have it your way. My job is to tell you the truth. All right. Now, let's, let's move on. Let's go now to the Gospel of John, chapter number one. And I want to start reading verse 14. John, chapter one. I'm going to be giving you a lot of information. The Gospel of St. John, chapter one. I will be giving you a lot of information. John 1 and verse 14 says, And the word, you, gotta, you just got to keep up today. John 1, 14. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. We beheld his glory. Now John is not telling you what's going to happen. John's John gospel, he's already been with Jesus for three and a half years. And now he's writing the book. You've got to understand what John is doing. Just like you read 1 John, 2 John, 3 John, uh, Book of Revelation, he's already been there. Watch, watch it really. When you read John, he said what, what's already happened. When you read the Book of Revelation, he said he was on the Isle of Patna. He was past 10. So he told you what happened. He, he told you what he has seen. When you read 1 John, he'll tell you what he has seen and heard. All right, so watch John, John 1, 14. And the word was. So Christ already came and left. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, see? And we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bare witness of him and cried, saying, This was he of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was. See, past it, he was before me. And of his fullness have we all received, watch this, and grace for grace. We have received. See, grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. John said we received it already. And then verse 17 said the law was given by Moses. But grace and truth came, past it, not coming. See, so great. What was Israel waiting for? They was waiting for the grace of God to come. That's why I read to you Titus chapter 2, verse 11, the grace that hath appeared to all men, hath, past 10. John said, grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. No man has seen God at any time, but the only begotten of of the Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. So John said, grace and truth hath past ten well let's go to romans 3 24. like i said we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna move today romans chapter 3 and verse 24. thank you lord jesus the book of romans chapter 3 and verse number 24. being justified what what did the what did the what did the grace do what did god do with his grace Now, when I talk about his grace, I'm talking about his finished work on the cross. Grace is his finished work on the cross. It's what he's already done, his death, and resurrection. All right, so Romans chapter 3 says, in verse 24, being justified, and the what justified means being made right with God, by his grace, Now think about what I just said. God made you right with himself by his grace. That's not what people are telling you with religion. They are telling you it's going to happen with water baptism. God going to make you right with God. If you ain't got baptized with water in Jesus' name, you ain't right with God. See, if you don't take communion of his son eat the bread of the table, you ain't right with God. That's not how you're right. If you don't watch feeding the church, you ain't right. Listen, none of that had nothing to do with God making you right with him. Here it is, being justified freely by his grace. That's the cross. Through the redemption, that's in Christ Jesus. The redemption, the blood, the forgiveness, that's in Christ Jesus. That's how God made you right with himself. That's Romans chapter number 3 and verse 24. Let's keep going. Romans 4, 25. We're just going to roll today. Romans chapter 4 and verse 25. Who was delivered? Christ was delivered for our offenses. Those were offenses. It was for our sins. Waiting on the scripture to go up on the screen. Romans four twenty five. Christ was put on the cross, nailed to the cross, for our offenses. But he was raised again for our justification. Listen. He was died on the cross for our sins, raised from the dead to make us right with God. So you being right with God had nothing to do with what you did. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 14 and 17. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 14 and 17. Just two verses. See, if Christ did not rise from the dead, See, why why do we preach Christ's death, burial, and resurrection? He raised from the dead to make us right with God. Going to show it to you again. 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 14. If Christ be not risen, our preaching is vain. We have no power, no authority. if, If Christ did not rise from the dead, and your faith is also vain or no use in that something. And verse 17, we're just gonna skip down to verse 17. Watch what it says. If Christ be not raised from the dead, your faith is vain, and watch this, don't drop your cup. You are yet in your sins. If God did not raise Jesus from the dead, you yet in your sins. See, but that's not what churches are teaching. They're teaching you, oh, yeah, you got to get baptized in water in Jesus' name and wash away your sins. The Bible didn't say that. The Bible said if, if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain and you are yet in your sin. Why? Because God raised Jesus, Romans 4, 25, from the dead to justify us from our sins. Look at Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. The Bible, we're just going to walk through, walk through. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8. See, I'm going to show you that new is better than the old. The new is Christ. The old, see, if you've got the bread on the table, that's the law. Christ is better than the law. I'm, I'm going to show it to you. In, in, I'm going to show you what the Bible says. Christ is better than the law. I'm going to show you in the Bible when I get to Romans 10 and 4, Christ is the end of the law. And yet, people want the bread on the table. They don't want Christ. Christ is better than the bread on the table. Christ is better than the wine you drink calling the communion. Christ is better than washing your feet. Christ is better than water baptism. See, you just got to understand, because all of that I told you was Old Testament law. Christ is better than the law. I'm going to show it to you. Here we're in uh, Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8. Just one verse. For by grace are you saved through faith, not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Now, isn't that better? God saved you by giving you his son. Isn't that better? Than you trying to do it yourself? Grace is better than law. Let's look at some, let's look at some more grace. See, grace is better than love. Romans 4 16. Grace is better than love. Romans chapter 4 and verse 16. See, this is why we're not getting anywhere in the church. We're still trying to do it the old way. Romans 4, 16. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end the promise might be sure to all the seed. Well, that's not you. That's Christ. Not to that only which is of the law, but to that which is of the faith of Abraham, who the father was all. So Paul was telling them it had to be by faith, Romans 4, 16, of faith that it might be by grace. You cannot use the grace of God and walk in the grace of God without the faith of God. Let's show you another Galatia 4, 26. Talking about grace. Everything is new. Galatia chapter number 4 and verse 26. One verse. Galatians chapter 4 and verse 26. Talking about the heavenly Jerusalem. See, people don't, won't tell you about the heavenly Jerusalem. They'll tell you about the one in the nature. They call that Jerusalem. That's the old Jerusalem. Matter of fact, the old Jerusalem already passed away, so that really is what came up after the old Jerusalem. Because the new Jerusalem is above. Hear your Bible. Galatians four twenty six. But Jerusalem which is above, I show it to you in Romans, Revelation 21, 1. The Jerusalem which is above is free, which is the mother of us all. There's no... The the Jerusalem, which is above, don't have no sin, it's free. Been saved from sin, which is the mother of us all. See, that's why you got to look at the Bible. I'm showing you the new is better than the old. And everything I'm showing you, look at Titus. Titus chapter 3, verse 5. Titus, chapter number 3. And we're going to start reading. With verse 5. Let's back up to verse 3 while you're there. Let's just read three, three, 3 down to verse 7. Titus chapter 3, verse 3 says, For we are saved, Paul says, also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving, diving, lusts, pleasure, living in malice, envy, hateful, hating one another. See, that's, that's where it was before grace came. But after that, the kindness, that's grace, and the love of God, that's grace, our Savior toward men appeared. Before grace appeared, we gave that in Titus 2.11, that grace appeared. See, Titus 2.11 said the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. So here Paul says in verse 4, Galatians 3 and 4, I'm sorry, Titus 3 and 4, but after that, the kindness, talking about grace, and the love of God, talking about grace, toward all men appear talking my grace, not by works of righteousness, see, which we have done, it was grace, but according to his grace, see, that word mercy is grace, saved us, according to his grace, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior, that being justified, there it is again, made righteous, By his grace, that's how you were saved. We should now be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. So so that's what you got to understand. Everything was because of God's grace. The cross is God's grace. So when you preach the cross, you preach God's grace. Let let me take you to uh, 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 Luke chapter 24 and verse 44. Let's go back there. The Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 24, verse 44. Then after this, I'm going to take you to Luke 16, 16. See, these two verses will show you that once the kingdom of God, then I'm going to go take you to Matthew. That's what I'm going to take you to Matthew 3, 1 and 2. Because here I'm going to show you why John the Baptist preached to Israel to repent. Why? Here we go. Luke twenty four forty four. And verse 44 says, These are the words which I spake. Now, Jesus talking to the... We know it's Jesus because it isn't read, right? <laughs> right. These are the words which I spake to you, he's talking about to his 12 disciples, which, when I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which was written, all things, just think about that word. All things. All things, what? Must be fulfilled. Now I'm gonna give you a, some definitions, some definition for the word fulfilled just a moment. Because if all things were fulfilled, which was written in the law of Moses, which was in the prophets, and which was in, in the Psalm concerning all that's been fulfilled, then wouldn't they believe that? The Bible says. Then open he their understanding that they may understand the Scripture. So I understand why people don't understand; they don't believe what God is telling them. And He said to them, "This is thus it is written, and thus is behooved Christ to suffer, and to rise from the dead the third day." Watch this, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins should be preached in his name. you not saved in his name. You're saved through the cross. Among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And then he said to the disciples, you are witnesses of these things. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tear you in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. That's what he said to his disciples. Now, why did he tell them to preach repentance? Why John the Baptist had to preach repentance? Let's go back to Matthew and let's see. Matthew chapter 3, the gospel of St. Matthew. Why did John preach repentance to Israel? Now, he only preached repentance to, John only preached repentance to Israel. We'll look at that in just a moment in, in Acts 13, 24. But let's read this out of Matthew chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. In the days, in those days, came John the Baptist, preaching the wilderness of Judea. This was his message. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Why is John preaching to Israel? Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Why? Because a new dispensation has come on the scene and you can't go by the old dispensation anymore a new dispensation came on the scene that's what was happening so what was god saying to john you look you got to repent you got to renew your mind you got to change your mind change the way you think you can't still do the bread of the table See, that's what you want. John preached the gospel of the kingdom. Paul preached the gospel of Christ. A new dispensation. See, what happened was, let me just show it to you. Look at Luke 16, 16. Now, I told you Acts 13, 34 first. Let's go to Acts 13, 34, because we want to make sure we see who John preached to. Because you got people today, they preaching to everybody they see. Repent. Nowhere in the Bible God preached to the body of Christ repent. Acts 1334. We'll wait on you. Here's John. Here's the preaching to Israel. 1324. I'm sorry. I said 34, I'm sorry, Acts 13, 24, forgive me. When John had first preached before his coming, here it is, the baptism of repentance, here it is, to all the people of Israel. See, the word will tell you who he preached to. So what you know, what you, so when you go go back to Acts chapter two, Let's go back to Acts chapter 2. Because he told his disciples to preach to Israel. Do not go among the Gentiles. That's what he told them. But then what, we, what people would do today, the they would go all the way back to Acts chapter 2 and verse 36. Let's go back there. Acts two thirty-six, And you know what they'll do? They'll go in, the, in a church on Sunday morning and, pre- and preach to the church to repent. Now, do that church need to repent? Yeah, sure is, because they need to change their mind because they're preaching the wrong message. But Peter is preaching to the Jews, to Israel. People would take the same message and preach to the body of Christ. I'm waiting on the message to come on the screen. Acts chapter 2, verse 36. It says, Therefore, let all the house of Israel know surely that God has made that same Jesus whom you crucified both Lord and Christ. Well, you know Gentile didn't crucify him. We know Pilate did, but we're not talking about nobody here in Pontiac. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts, said to Peter on the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, repent. There it is again. Same thing that John the Baptist said to them, repent and be baptized. So that's the message that people would preach to the body of Christ. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Watch this. For the remission of sins. People are preaching baptism for the remission of sins. They're not preaching Christ died for your sins. they said, say, look, don't worry about Christ. Forget the cross. Go up there in that water and get washed off and get rid of your sin. Can't you see what that is? Let's go back to Luke 16, 16. The Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 16, 16. See, that's why what's going on, people are still trying to preach to you the Old Testament. Repent, be baptized, is the Old Testament. Same thing that John the Baptist preached to Israel, same message. Luke chapter 16, 16. Watch what the Bible says. The law and the prophets were until John. Are you listening to me? The law and the prophets were until John. Since that time, since John came, the kingdom of God is preached and every man possessed into it. Well, kingdom of God is preached. If the kingdom of God is preached, then what happened? Who preached the kingdom of God? Let's show it to you. Go back to Matthew chapter 4. The gospel of Matthew, St. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 23. That's the message Jesus preached when he came into his ministry. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogue. Here he is, preaching the gospel of the kingdom. So that's why John told him, repent. You can't do it, the law anymore. You, you, can't, you can't go by circumcision no more. You cannot go by bread on the table no more. We, we got the bread from heaven that came down. You can't go by the water in the pool. You got living water now. It's got to change your mind. The new is better than the old. And yet people still want the old. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let, let, me, show you, let me show you something that in, in, in John 21. Let's go to John. I might just close with this. I don't know. For the Gospel of St. John, we're going to start reading with verse 1. John 21 and 1. Now, here in John 21 and 1, now remember, I'm giving you this, these stories because Jesus taught in parables. And everything that we, you're teaching about, like, for example, I'm teaching about the new is better than the old. I'm going to show you a couple of places where Jesus taught this, but in parables. In verse number 1, John 21 and 1. After these things, Jesus showed himself again, and the disciples at the sea of Tiberias on this wire showed he himself. Now, Jesus Christ has already rose from the dead, and he's already been around showing himself that he was alive. Now, he come down to Tiberias, at the sea, and his disciples all went to fishing. Now, Jesus get ready to show them something again. What are you going to show them, Pastor? That the new is better than the old. And what he want to show them is they still want to do things the old way. See, this is the church. The church want to do everything the old way, but they want the Holy Ghost to join them. Give me that old-time religion. See, it was good enough for her. It was good enough for her. It's good enough for me. See, you don't want want no new song. I'm going to show you in the Word of God that they sang a new song. People don't want a new song. They just want to go to church, get religion, and die and go to heaven. See, that's, that's just that's all they want. Just want to go to heaven. Don't you know that God sent his son that you might have life? I mean, you do know that, right? God sent his son, not that you might die, but that you might have life. And most Christians think salvation Is to live 70 years and die and go to heaven. No, he didn't come for that. He came so you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. That's why he wanted you to find the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these other things shall be added. He wants to make sure everything has been added to you. God gave you everything in Christ. Now watch these guys and tell me what the church was doing 2,000 years ago when Jesus Christ come back to, to visit them. John 21 and 1, after these things, either showed himself again, this disciples at the sea of Tiberias, on this wise showed himself. There were, he named them all. Simon Peter, Thomas, Carl Didymus, Nathanael, Canaan, Galilee, sons of Zebedee, two others of the disciples. Then Simon Peter said to them, I go fishing. Going back, going back to what? Praise God. They're going back. You remember when Jesus found them? What did he do? He called them, called them from what they were doing and said, I'm going to make you a fisherman of men. See what they were doing? Going right back to their old lifestyle. They said, look, man, we're going back fishing, man. Jesus is gone. So Jesus is going to come check on them. And they, and they, says, they said to him, we also go with you, Peter. So they went for. They entered into a ship immediately. Watch this. And that night, they... Caught nothing. Now, I want you to find out why, why they didn't catch them. There's a reason why they didn't catch nothing. And the Bible said, but when the morning, oh, wait a minute. That night, they caught nothing. But when the morning, can you see it? That night, they caught nothing. But when the morning, see, they were still trying to do it on the in the old way, Old Testament, they still trying to do it at night. And the Lord told him, "said Look, you to work while it's day. Night cometh, no man can work." They went right back to work at night, and that's what people are doing. They still trying to do it at the Old Testament. But when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore but the disciple knew not that it was Jesus. Then Jesus said to them, "'Children, have you any meat?' They answered him, "'No.'" And he said to them, "'Cast a net on the right side of the ship, "'and you shall find.'" Can you see it in the morning? Fifth star night hadn't caught nothing. But Jesus said, look, in the morning, cast your net on the right side of the ship. Grace. See, you're still trying to do it your own way. Let's do it a new way, guys. Let's do it a new way. Let's take that net up. Let's throw it on the right side of the ship. And watch what's going to happen. They was in the day, they was in the right side of the ship. They cast their end and the Bible said, and now, immediately, they were not able to draw in for the multitude of fish. Now, you got to be kidding me. Here you are fishing, but watch where they were. They were on the other side. Under the law in the night and all they did was came over into grace into the light walk in the light as he's in the light we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ God's Son cleanses us from all sin all they had to do is walk in the light watch what he says cast your net on the right side of the ship and you shall find they cast therefore now and they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fish. Therefore, that disciples whom Jesus loved said to him, talking about John, the writer of the book, said to Peter, it's the Lord. Now when Peter heard that it was the Lord, he girded his fish's coat unto him, for he was naked, cast himself into the sea. And the other disciples came in a little ship. Watch this. They were not far from land, but as it was worth 200 cubits. Watch what they were doing. Dragging the net with fish. Drag, do you, they didn't just catch fish. They were dragging the net. The Bible said they had 153 fish at one time. Now just think about fish, how big fish could be. Big as your hand, just just say big as my hand. 153 fish just because they cast a net on the right side. Maybe your life have been adding up. You might have been still trying to do things under the law at night. You know, you hear churches say, God not supplying my need. Well, I told you last week, God gave you grace, Ephesians 4, 7. God gave you faith, Romans 12 and 3. And did I tell you 1 Corinthians 12, 7. God gave you all the gifts of the Spirit. So what's the problem? He gave you his faith. He gave you his grace. He gave you the manifestation of his spirit so you can profit. But if you're still over here under the law trying to use water baptism and trying to use foot washing and trying to use the bread on the table and circumcision and animal sacrifice, you're not going to profit because the Holy Ghost is not going to help you rebuild what has been torn down. Come on over to the new. The new is better than the old. Come on over to the new. Watch what happened. The Bible said they came dragging their nets with them. As soon as they were come to the land, they saw fire, fish, and bread. Jesus was already on land, had made a fire. Only the reason they didn't see none of this stuff, they was on the wrong side. Cold all night. On this side, Jesus already had fire, bread on the fire, fish. Everything was provided. But my God shall supply... Everything was provided. They were just on the wrong side of the ship trying to get their needs met. And Jesus said to them, come and dine. Hey, boys, you got 153 fish. Come and dine. The disciple does not ask who I thought. They knew it was the Lord. Jesus didn't come and take bread and give them and the fish. Likewise, Jesus started feeding them. He <laughs> said, Come on, man. Take some of this fish. He has already done. Bread already finished. Everything is finished. You just got to get out of the old and come into the new. Man, my time is already gone just as fast. Hey, don't, don't go away. I want to take it to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Listen, you just got to understand the cross is the finished work of God. Don't have to go and make nothing happen. 1 Corinthians 15, come and eat the bread and come and eat the fish. Already ready. Moreover, brothers, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, which also you have received and where you stand, by which also you are saved, If you keep in memory what I preach to you, what do you preach, Paul? Let you have believed in vain. I deliver you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins. According to the scripture, he was buried. He rose again. According to the scripture, he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. After that, he was seen of above 500 brothers at once, of whom the greater part remain unto his presence, some have fallen asleep, he says. After that, he was seen with James, then of all the apostles. Last of all, Paul said, he was seen of me as one born out of due time. Yet Jesus Christ has already died, buried and rose again. Hey, receiving The door of faith has been opened unto you. Receive Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. It's enough. It's the finished works. The food is already cooked. Come and dine. My time is up. I thank you for yours. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you, and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot...